transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. settling in yes good boy hello you awful little hot dogs i know you're waiting to be boiled on up and gobbled on down so hop on over here and get this podcast out of the way first all right yeah it's another episode of coffee and contemplation and yeah i happen to be your host old heart and yeah i'm here all right hope you're here too hope you're uh, drinking a cup of coffee or whatever the fuck you need to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's another episode. I, I really didn't start this episode with intentions of a subject, per se. But, you know, I'm here now. Bowie's in the house with me. So you got a guest, guest spot with little, little Bowie Prince Tussie Bug. That's right. Little BPTB. <laughs> He's curled up in his bed. He's eating a dried dick. <laughs> Which is, it's an insult I want to start using at people. You go eat a dry dick! <laughs> like, don't even get, you don't even get a full bag of dicks. You just need to go eat a dry dick, okay? Bowie seems to love them. He chomps on pizzles all day. And that's literally what they're labeled at Mud Bay. They're labeled as beef pizzles. So, exciting. <laughs> Anyway, so like I said, he's in the house. He's not really going to contribute much. He just sort of sits in his bed and looks at me like, "What, Papa, what the fuck you doing? Uh, which is all right. I already took him out for a walk this morning, you know, feeling spry. He, it was very cold. He got to eat some frost. He was sort of into that. This is our little, our little fur baby's first winter. Uh, so it's been interesting seeing him get used to... Uh, the colder weather rather than the, the summer weather we've had for you know most of his life so far <laughs> but you know it is what it is uh so i don't know if y'all have been hearing much about this mysterious utah metal monolith but uh it's obviously captured uh, a good deal of attention uh, another uh, another one has also popped up on a hillside in Romania, apparently. Um, but as of just, you know, a little bit ago, I think yesterday, I'm, re- I'm looking at a New York Times article uh, published December 1st, and it's talking about how four men in the middle of the night showed up and took down the, the monolith in U- the Utah desert. Uh, a adventure photographer named Ross Bernards apparently <laughs> has uh, disclosed evidence of said of said dismantling uh, on his Instagram. Gosh, all the hot stuff happens on Instagram, right folks? So that means you should probably hop on over and like our Instagram page. Just follow us at, at Old Heart Radio. It's there. Also, we're on Twitter at Old Heart and Space or you can subscribe on YouTube. You know, but Mr. Bernard's, I just, 
I cannot think of the Nard Dog every time I think of Bernard. The, <laughs> Mr. Nard Dog must be his father, right? Um, said, in the middle of Friday night, four men arrived uh, and, you know, just, like I said, dismantled the sculpture. And he even posted some cell phone photos of the event. And there are, there's some some jabronis with some headlamps, you know, pushing it over and whatnot. And the way it's described is, uh, it says, around 8.40 p.m., men arrived. Uh, these four men arrived, their voices echoing in the canyon. Uh, and then working in pairs... Uh, they would give the monolith some some sh really hard shoves to make it tilt toward the ground. And then uh, they'd push in the opposite direction, trying to get it to kind of wiggle and uproot. And eventually, it seems like they, they popped it out and landed on the ground. Uh, then it was broken apart and ferried off in a wheelbarrow. So I wonder if these guys that broke it apart, I mean, so, so, you know, you jump right to the suspicion, like, these are the people that, that put it there. Um... But maybe they're just some people that like were like, fuck it, we're gonna go take it down. <laughs> I don't know why they have they have to be quasi hicks. Let's get out there to the desert and take that down. <laughs> I don't think that's how they sound. <laughs> anyway. Uh Andy L. Lewis, a professional sportsman. <laughs> I don't know why the funniest part of this whole story to me is the phrase professional sportsman <laughs> uh, who lives nearby in, in Moab, Utah, uh, took credit for the sculpture's removal, um, uh, posting a video uh, on his Facebook page. Uh, Mr. Lewis, is, Mr. Andy L. Lewis is a 34-year-old slackline performer who specializes in high-altitude stunts and uh, was part of Madonna's 2012 Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna give you credit. I just think, <laughs> shit, shout out, shout outs to anybody listening out there, you hot dogs. You are amazing. Thank you for listening always. We've had a great year because of you. Uh, so go out there and like I said, find us on Instagram at Old Heart Radio, on Twitter at Old Heart and Space, and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, just old heart radio uh not that we're gonna ever make money off of youtube because we definitely curse too much but fuck it uh, <laughs> uh yeah I, I mean like i i want i'm not trying to disrespect this the andy lewis character from from utah but uh i just think like the phrase professional sportsman is like i don't know <laughs> i'm a professional sportsman in whatever sports you can be a sportsman in. <laughs> I sound very credible there. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, let's see. So the video he posted apparently uh, is a fairly short clip, barely 30 seconds long, uh, and very shadowy. And, and you, you basically just see uh, what appears to be the monolith lying down in a wheelbarrow as somebody quickly rolls it out of the desert or the park. Um, the man uh, with a says it's one of the men with a headlamp. He says uh, the safe word is run. Apparently in the video, I haven't watched the said video, but I'll take New York Times word for it. Uh, let's see. Also, his friend Sylvan Christensen said he had taken part in the dismantling of the sculpture, and they, they even sent a 
statement of the New York Times explained that the group took it upon themselves to destroy it. Oh, so exactly. That's what I was thinking. The group took it upon themselves to destroy the sculpture to protect the area. Not only from the incursion of a silvery sculpture, but also from the gawkers who had begun to descend on it. Um, you know, they wrote, this land wasn't physically prepared for the population shift. I mean, actually, good points. And I don't think it's, it, the area wasn't, isn't meant to be, like, you know, trampled over. Inevitably, people are going to fucking ruin it. Like, even the photographer at the beginning of the story. What was his dick, dickhead name? Um, Bernard's. Yeah, the Nard Dog. So, uh, he was there to photograph the thing right and and that wasn't usually a spot to do it so I, I it's one of those things like the more and more and more humans invade and like create new trails or create new spots to go to uh the the likelihood of creatures being displaced plant life being destroyed uh and ecosystems being ruined is greater and so i don't disagree with that that motive to, uh, to take it down but i mean it definitely leaves suspicion that they could have still put it there uh Although, one of the interesting things about this whole appearance is that supposedly it had been placed there a while, a little while ago. Not like, we're not talking like decades ago or anything like that. You know, we're talking like half a decade ago, maybe. Um, and uh, th th there was no evidence of who could have placed it, right? I mean, but that th then again, like it, you know, it could have been sitting there and just you know just recently was discovered sort of like this one in romania although the one in romania i haven't looked too much into yet um but what's interesting is that it's definitely i mean it's people are trying to call it like an art installation or something i think it's i mean whoever put it there whether it's man alien uh you know creature from the black lagoon who the fuck ever uh it was definitely cause it's definitely meant to cause attention and to be reminiscent of the monoliths placed uh, that Kubrick used in 2001 A Space Odyssey. You know, not, not big and black and imposing, but uh, large and silver and imposing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, again, it's captivated attention. It's, and it wouldn't, it's not the weirdest shit that's happened this year, that's for sure, but uh, it definitely is a, a head scratcher, and you want to know who fucking did it. Um,. Artists in artist communities across the states have been casually speculating that whoever put the sculpture up probably had taken it down once it was discovered. Uh, you know, some of these things speculate in this New York Times article, and and I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, I wonder, but I, I imagine like now that it was discovered, people whoever put it up was finally getting what they wanted, right? But maybe they were just not invested in it immediately gratifying their need for attention, but just sort of uh, wanted to play the long game because that makes it more mysterious, right? You quietly do something like this five years ago and you just wait and wait and wait for the day that like a helicopter flies overhead and catches this gleam of sunlight off of this giant metal monolith. Not giant, I mean, it was like two, two people tall. <laughs> two average people tall standing on each other's shoulder uh or you know you could you could be like the you know the the conspiracy theorist we all are deep down inside and want to say like maybe some fucking aliens put it there man maybe some fucking aliens just uh were collecting like 5g information on us man that's actually where the 5g coronavirus comes from <laughs>
<laughs> I'm just joking. Now, no, it was definitely something people did. Uh, anyway, it's just it, it's interesting that these people. I, I wanted to just sort of like cause bring attention to the fact that these people showed up in the desert to dismantle it. Um, it's interesting to hear that they did it for uh, conservation reasons, which doesn't I mean like doesn't surprise me. Like people that live uh, and and appreciate and do, do uh, and are constantly you know doing outdoors activities uh, learn appreciation for their surroundings right and they want them to be preserved so everybody can enjoy them and that's how everybody should fucking look at nature right we don't we didn't we weren't gifted this thing we were uh we're 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 special because we get to uh participate in 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 this world and the nature around us and be part of it and not be the conquering force of it you know either way still kind of early for me have like one cup of coffee I'm done with this podcast. Go out there, use your brains for good. Every day is a good day to ripen up that coconut. And, uh, well, you know, keep your stick on the ice.